Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Now, I think Jeff has already covered that we have a special guest coming. I want you to know that, and I know I'm doing different stuff, guys, than I did in the first service, so I'll just tell you when to play it, but um, I've had the opportunity to spend actually quite a bit of time with Pastor Pulaski. Um, I spent about two hours with him the other night in Pastor Rodney R. Brown's office talking. This is a genuine article now. I can smell stink bombs from a long ways away. He wouldn't come, any, he wouldn't come within 100 miles of this church if, it was, if he wasn't for real. It's a genuine mightily anointed, real true, stickler for the word of God, man of God, and he's going to come here, he's going to share with you. I don't know everything, of course, that he's going to share. He's going to share stuff that's beyond COVID. If you deal with, uh, if you ever listen to Pastor Rodney speak, this is about way more than just winning a COVID war. But the whole key to this whole thing is to get back to the word of God and get back into the power of God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, that's what it's all about. And with the church was to stand in the Word, which we'll get into in just a minute. We never would have seen what we're seeing right now. But we can win, and we can take back this country, and I have full plans to do just that. All right. Praise you, Lord. Play for me, guys. Praise you, Lord. Out. Out. I don't want to hear anything out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. I don't want to talk to you. No, don't walk out of this property. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You can stop on Nazi, communists, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. All right, there we go. There we go. See if the whole church would have stood. In March of 2020, we wouldn't have seen Pastor Arthur Pulaski, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, Pastor Tim Stevens, Pastor Tony Spell, two of which in Canada, two of which in America, have been arrested. For what? Inciting church services. Do you know that's actually Pastor Pulaski's official charge on his charging affidavit? He's been convicted on two counts of inciting or four counts. He's, been, he's got literally hundreds of thousands of fines, numerous uh, Encounters, of course, with law enforcement, but he's facing four years in prison for doing what? Inciting church services. Great job, COVID caving church. Fantastic job. I know some of you guys were trying to clap with me there. You didn't catch what I was doing, but that's all right. This is why you never give an inch to tyranny. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by any yoke of slavery. I don't care what it is. 
Listen, the devil is not stupid. The devil is not going to come and say, hey, you know what? Here's the mark of the beast and here's the dragon who wants to follow me. All that's had to happen right now is a 99.9% post-infection survivable virus. That's all that it's taken to close down the church international. I used to esteem the overseas church, the out-of-America church more highly than the American church because it would appear that they were more open to revival and to the Spirit of God, but that's not right. They're all closed too. Every last stinking one of them are closed. Nobody stood up except for a few. Pastor Rodney bought it for everybody. You know how many people have moved to the state of Florida? Three million. We usually have one million. Three million have moved into the state of Florida. They're all running here because, and you know why? They can, you can talk about Ron DeSantis all you want. I love Ron DeSantis. I'm just telling you, you can talk about all, him all you want. And you're like, you're prejudged because Pastor Rodney's your pastor. Darn right, I'm prejudged. But here's the thing. The only reason why people are running to the state of Florida is because of Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. I'm telling you, it's true. You're like, no, not everybody's going to the river. That's not what I'm saying. What happened was when Pastor Rodney got arrested, you need to understand where we were heading. And you can credit Ron DeSantis all you want. I don't. Here's what happened. As we were heading that way, and if you were here at that church, 30% of this church left. Gone. Gone. So 30 to 40% gone out the door. And I haven't seen them since, except for a few. Gone for forever. And you should have felt the ominous presence of the devil in this community. And when we were running, we were running our services. I remember Aaron was up here on the piano. And we used to talk afterwards. And we're like, this is weird. We were getting harassed online, being threatened online, people wishing us death, telling us that we were killing all of our kids, blah, 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 because we had videos going on. The church was much smaller than we had one service, and everybody, the kids were all up in the front row here, and this row was, didn't even exist, so we had this jam-packed full. So we looked like, man, we were just mocking the culture, which we were, and we had all of our kids jam-packed up there. And oh, they're killing everybody. They're killing everybody. It was going to the place of a lockdown. It was going that way. Now, DeSantis may have done better than others. And maybe he was going to go more of the Christian Gnome, South Dakota way. I hope he would have. But I can tell you what turned the tide. is the day that Rodney Howard Brown got arrested. Suddenly, the following day, churches were deemed essential. The next day. Why is that? Because they, they were scared. The Liberty Council got up behind Rodney Howard Brown. Immediately, Hillsborough County caved. Mayor Jane Castor caved of Tampa, caved. The attorney stood up in their council meeting and said, you will not touch the church because Jane Casper, the lesbian mayor of Tampa, stood up and said, you know, we still need to regulate churches and they still need to be social distanced. And the attorney stood up because he was scared to death of the Liberty Council, stood up and say, said, you shall not touch the church. That's what happened. One man, one man, one national figure is all that it took for an entire state of now 24 million people to be set free. And everybody's moving here. Good luck finding a house. One person. Don't, don't you listen to Texas now. Texas is 30 to 60 to 90 days behind Florida. They caved like a cheap suit, man. They folded like a cheap suit. Texas was closed everywhere. So some people start to rise up. 
They're not talking about violence. They're not talking about anything. I'm going to stand in the word of God. The word of God says that no plague shall draw near my dwelling. If you even want to call that a plague to begin with. See, you need to remember something. The, the devil's MO, just starting the message now. The devil's MO is the removal of the word of God. If you are struggling in your life, it's lack of the word. You're not standing in the word. It's word, word, Bible, Bible, Bible. The Bible trumps the name. The Bible trumps anything that you consider to be God. The Bible trumps any feeling. If you're up today, down today, it doesn't matter. It is the word of God that counts, period. If you are struggling in your walk with God, it is because you are not standing in the word. You're not preaching the word to yourself. That's why you're struggling. The devil's MO, the modus operandi of the word of the devil is to remove the Bible. And that's exactly what's, what happened, and that's why the church international closed on the whole. Look at Luke chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. It says, Now the parable is this the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the good feelings. The, the, the feeling of this or the feeling of that? No, the devil comes and takes the word. Does he take their love? No, he takes the word. Love is, ambi- is ambiguous. You don't, I don't know what love means to you and what you, what love, you don't know what love means to me. It's the word that counts. What the word says is love should be your version of love. When you read about the great white throne judgment, you, you should be thinking, that's love. Wait a minute, Tom. He cast the wicked into the lake of fire. That's love. Because God's doing it. Tom, you're not allowed to talk about that. I talk about anything I want. I don't even, you need to understand something. I'm gone. It's already over for me. I'm a radical. I'm a black sheep. It is what it is. I've lost all my friends from preaching. I have new ones now. But I lost all the friends that I had when I started this church. They're gone. It's over for me. I don't know what you're holding on to. I'm ju- I've just jumped off the cliff. God, this is yours. <laughs> I don't jump when Anthony Fauci tells me to jump. I jump when the, the Holy Spirit tells me to jump. When the word of God says do, I let my yes be yes and my no be no because I know that what is more than these is from the evil one. Then the devil comes and takes away the word. It's always the word. If you want to know what's wrong or if you want to know if the devil is present, that means the Bible's gone. Struggling in our marriage, that's because the Bible's gone. It's as simple as that. Somebody in there, the Bible's gone. And, And that means faith is gone because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is faith. This is it. That's why you're struggling in your faith because there is no faith. Trying to fill it with other things. And there's a lot, you know, a lot more things that are more sexy to do than read the word of God. I'm going to listen to worship music, which I love to do. I'm going to go to this conference, which I love to do, depending on who's giving the conference. I love those things. But what counts is the word of God. That's priority one. Everything else has to be fit around the word of God. The word of God is not to be fit around your schedule. Conferences, music, preaching, nothing. It's the Bible that counts. Every time. If you stick with that, you will never struggle. 2 Peter 1.10. That's the truth. You'll never struggle if you add these things. 
The devil comes to take away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved. It's not just talking about salvation. Whatever struggle in your life is going on right now, God wants to save you out of it. If you don't have the, the devil will come to steal the word. Well, no, I just feel discouraged. Word's gone. You shouldn't feel discouraged. I'm having, you know, I'm having a mental health day. Word's gone. Those things aren't the Bible. God doesn't say take mental health days. God doesn't say listen to sad music and get them in melancholy mood and light a bunch of candles. He doesn't say that. And the word's gone. You're telling me, Tom, that I should be walking around in habitual happiness? Yeah. You take every thought captive, you make it obedient to Christ. A lot of us, we live our own form of Christianity. The Bible's gone then. The devil is winning if you, are, if you are living your own form of Christianity. It's all Bible. You want real power, it's in the word. You want to transform people? You want to win the lost? You want to give sight to the blind? You want to raise the dead? It's the Bible. You got to know it. The greatest movers and shakers in the New Testament, which is Paul and Jesus, had the entire, one of them is the Bible, and the other one had the Bible memorized. Yeah, but I would rather just sing and dance while they're playing worship music. Listen, I love this. I'm over here jumping my 250 pounds up and down. I get it. I'm a singer. I'm a dancer. I love all that stuff. Screamer, all that. I do it all. But I'm not, listen, that is not what counts in comparison to the word. Those things are found in the word. They're not the word. The devil's MO, modus operandi, the way that he acts is to always go in and steal the word. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have life to its full abundance, right? These words that I speak to you are life. Jesus came to give you life through what he said. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh. And, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the devil does what with that? The word becomes flesh, so what does the devil do? The devil comes to remove thinking he's going to remove Jesus, right? He always goes after the word. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is the word. So the devil comes and says, Yo, no, the word has become flesh, so I'm going to nail it to a cross, that's what the devil thinks he, his, he never changes. It's a common spirit. You can always trace evil. The devil was a murderer from the beginning, right? So evil in the world, if you go and you track evil, you will always find the murderers. The Democratic Party are a band of murderers. That's who they are. It's not just that they're for gay marriage or big government or big taxes. They're murderers from the beginning. How can you vote, how can you vote for a thrice-divorced President Tom who's cheated on his wife? Because he's not a murderer from the beginning. He has a chance, unlike unrepentant baby butchers. So that's why I'm not saying Donald Trump's going to heaven. I'm not saying he's an evangelist. I'm just saying I choose people who are not murderers from the beginning because I can track the devil. Track the devil. Word removed, murderer from the beginning. There's the devil. Who's the one slaughtering people? There's the devil is now present. 
It actually says, and that's in John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45, that you are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out his plans. 60 million babies butchered per year. How many were butchered in 2020? 2020, 2020? 60 million, 19, 60 million, 18, 60 million. It's not 60 million since Roe v. Wade. It's 60 million per year. Two million in the United States per year. Black people are worried about white cops. The number one killer in the black community is abortion set on every street corner by the Democratic Party, whom they vote for at, this, at at least an 80 to 90% scale. Talk about deception. Call me a redneck? I ain't trying to kill you. I want them all to live. I want everybody to live. I didn't care. I don't care what color you are. I, told, I said this to the River Church the other night on Monday night. You know how you can tell that I'm not a racist? When I, was, when I was looking for somebody to marry, I didn't care what color they were. It, was, it came down to two things. Hot and Jesus. I don't know which order. They kind of vacillated back and forth. If you were hot and you loved Jesus, you were in the running. I don't care what color you were. I don't care how short you were. I don't care about any of it. I don't care. I didn't care what your background was. I wasn't trying to hunt down some virgin. I was just like, hey, you know what? Is she hot? Jesus and hot. Hot and Jesus. Whichever order, and it vacillated back and forth. <laughs> I'm not the one trying to kill people. People crying about kids in cages, they're perfectly fine with killing those same kids in the cages not five years before that, not three years before that when they're in, front, in their own mother's womb. Or if you're Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, after they're out of their mother's womb, laying on a hospital bed, who's going to go over there and wrap their hands around that baby's neck? And he allegedly, one of the biggest lockdown states, trying to save lives. And the church does what that liar and that murderer from the beginning tells them to do. That's why you have Archer Pulaski being dragged down an interstate because of Christians. It's got nothing to do with the governors. It has to do with the Christians because the Christians cave. They quarantine. They strap lies on their faces called masks. And they said, you know what? We're going to comply. And nobody's scared of you anymore. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. They would have been scared to mess with you. And again, I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about non-compliance. It's not hard. Tom, you will put a mask on. You can take your masks, your vaccines. You can take your church closures. You can take your QR codes and bundle them all up. And then with great effort, shove them up your own caboose. And make sure they're all the way up there. I want them fully concealed. Get them up in there. I'll kick them up in there for you. So the devil had the same plans for Jesus to remove the word because the devil's not stupid. He knows Jesus is the word. The devil has, knows the Bible too. He knows the word is Jesus, so you know what? He's got to remove the word, but it doesn't work. If you have a non-compliant person like Jesus, Jesus said, you know what? Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, I am the living one. Behold, I was dead and now I am alive and I hold the keys of death and Hades. So the devil nails him to a cross thinking he's one. Jesus dies on the cross but doesn't truly die. Goes down to heaven, grabs the keys so that you, it goes down to hell, grabs the keys so that you and I never have to go there. Amen. 
and absolutely defeats the devil because you can't defeat the word. You can only defeat the name. You cannot defeat the word. You can have a bunch of propagandists out there operating under the name of Jesus, but you will never see a propagandist operating under the word, which is Jesus. They remove the word. That's their key every time. Tell me the word's response to an illness. Tell me the word's response to a QR code that they want on your phone. Tom, what are you talking about? Well, it's just an entire European Union has now signed up for QR codes. And well, there's no big deal to that, right? COVID caving pastors, I hope you're watching. No big deal. I know you're not preaching about it because you're in the middle of summer playlist and fool's gold right now that you kiped off the internet for your ark churches. That goes with assemblies of God and churches of God that are doing the exact same thing as the ark churches too. The devil comes in and swipes it. So what should be your response to these things? You answer with the word, just like Jesus did. Answer with the Bible. Answer with the word of God. It's not hard. It's just what you're called to do. What do you do when they come to you with tyranny? Answer with the word. What do you do when they come? Because they're not going to come with, here's the mark. You know, again, what are you, Tom, what are you talking about with, with, with QR codes? The entire European Union right now. Last I saw, 13 nations had already signed up. So it's probably all of them by now. You have to receive a mark on your phone, and you will not travel. You will not buy. You will not sell without your QR code. Facts. That's the truth. That's mainstream news. They don't, they're not denying it. They think they're offering the answer for your safety. Although the people that are above the, the really stupid compliant people, they have a different plan. The plan had nothing to do with your safety from day one, from the globalists, from the Klaus Schwab's and the World Economic Forums and the Bill Gates. It has to do with controlling you to track populations and to control populations and to kill off populations. Amen. You will own nothing and be happy. The Great Reset says, well, I'm wondering if Bill Gates is going to surrender all his money. I wonder if Jack Dorsey is. He, Jack Dorsey's telling me I'm going to own nothing and be happy. Prince Charles is telling me that. So I guess I get to move in to Buckingham Palace then, right? I have a room waiting for me. Since he's going to own nothing and be happy too, just like me. This is what this has been about from day one. And you have people being marked with QR codes and no pastors talking about it? No pastors repenting of it? People are scared to death to even talk about it because if they do, they have to acknowledge that they're wrong and that is too much of a threat to them that they never should have closed to begin with. I'm talking about you never should have closed for a week, for a month, for two months. You never should have closed at all. And if you as a Christian leader haven't come out and repented of that, Holy Spirit's gone because the word is repentance. From that time, Jesus, when he began his ministry, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You don't just reopen. That doesn't count. I said this in the first service. That's like having a fight and you know you're wrong and you never apologized. Well, let's, just, let's just move on. You're a coward. You're a coward. You won't go look at somebody in the eye and say, I was wrong. You're a coward. Well, we just move on in our family. No, you're a pansy boy. You are. I'll tell you that to your face. You're like, Tom, I could beat you up right now. You might be able to beat me up, but you can't beat up Rocky, and he's in the back. <laughs> he's right there at the door. Good luck with that. Have fun with that. 
You don't just reopen. You got to get out and repent. I have. I've done so many stupid things in my life. I'm an expert at repentance and apologies. <laughs> expert. I don't do, I'm not talking about that I'm phony. It's just when you've screwed up as many times as I have, there's people in this room right now. I've had to go up to them and apologize to them. You do it. You don't just, oh, you know, let's just move on. You're a coward. I hope you're watching this, pastors. You're cowards. You don't just reopen your church after you close for nine months. You're a coward. The word was stolen from you, and you're not reinstituting the word. You're just acting like it was never stolen. That's like your family coming home, and everything is stolen out of your house, and everyone pretends there's furniture. Just pretend now. Just pretend. Dad doesn't want to admit he's wrong. Dad doesn't want to admit we were stolen from, so everyone just pretend. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 says this. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name. Not his word. Name. That's why he established and magnifies his word above all his name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. The devil knows that. So the devil knows the power of the name. So he counterfeits it, has his minions. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Second Corinthians, right? Chapter 11, verse 14. He also, it says, it's no wonder that his ministers do the exact same thing. So they use his name. They all know the power of the name of Jesus, thinking that no one will confront them because they are using the name. I Listen, name is great, but word is greater. It's magnified above his name. So you stand in the Bible. It doesn't say many will come in my word. If many will come in my name, that they are the Christ and deceive many. The religion, and just so you know, there is now a state-approved religion coming out of the CDC. You're like, Tom, or, you know, I'm just telling you, it's the way that it is. They've already, they've already proved that they can control the church. Mask, yes, sir. Clothes, yes, sir. I'll tell you what, we're going to let you open this week with 50%. Uh-oh, we have the Delta variant. Oh, and now we have the Lamba, Lambda variant. So you know what? Go back to 25%. Yes, master, we're state-approved religion. Give us some more PPP money. State-approved starts with the removal of the word. It starts with the removal of the fear of God. That's where we're going to camp for a little bit. Psalm chapter 14, verse 1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. You know why people can slaughter the unborn without thinking twice about it? Because they don't think there's any God. You ever watch one? I refuse to. My sister has. My sister used to be pro-choice until she went into the medical profession. And was forced to watch an abortion. That changed. Right now. And now fervently pro-life. Because when you sit there and you look inside of a mother's belly. And you see nowadays with the technology that they have. You can tell which parent they look most like. In the womb. And you go in there. 
You got to think, you got to think of the evil with this. And you go in there with a suction. And you know what? You can order your baby parts now from the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, which approved the vaccine. I know it's emergency usage. Believe me, I know the COVID facts. They're the same ones, bartering, buying and selling, eyeballs, livers, skin grafted onto rats. It's all fact. It's all on the floor of Congress. It's all on the floor of Congress. This is not, this is not, this is not right-wing conspiracy theory, of which most of those are true, by the way. I know the real wingnut stuff isn't. You know, Barack Obama's in Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay in prison along with Hillary. That's all crapola. You guys need to stop if you believe any of that stuff. Stop with the QAnon garbage. What was I talking about? I don't even remember now. Baby parts, yeah, I know. I can do baby parts at any moment. But the reason why they can, the reason why they do, is because they don't believe there will be an answer. You look into a mother's womb and you see the face of a human being and take a vacuum and suck it out piece by bloody piece. You don't believe there's a God that you're going to answer to for it. The fool hath said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. You don't believe that there's a God watching. Listen, I'm going to give you some good advice today as your brother, as your pastor, whatever it is that you call me, as your enemy. Proverbs 15.3 says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings, Proverbs 5.21. See, that gets removed. The fear of the Lord has to be removed in order for the devil's plan to be implemented in. Or just, you know, people uh, delineate between the two, but there is no delineation. The world's plan is the devil's plan. The devil's plan is the world's plan. Fauci's plan is Satan's plan. Bill Gates' plan is Satan's plan. The World Economic Forum's plan is Satan's plan. The Democratic Party's plan and the establishment Republicans are all part of Satan's plan. To remove the fear of God. They don't believe there's fear. They don't believe Revelation 20, 11 through 15 will ever occur to them. And it will. I'm telling you, like the title of this message series is Beware of the Backslide. I'm telling you this for these verses because I love you enough to tell you this. You may not like my style. You may not like my profile. You may not like anything. But I'm telling you this out of love for you if you're a backslider. If you've fallen away, and even if you've never been saved, before this message series, we're talking about backsliding, some of which is happening to people in this room right now. You've already taken the initial steps of backsliding. I'm warning you not to do it. The only thing that will matter to you is what I'm about to read you. Someday, for all the baby butchers, someday this will be all that matters. As we have right now, institutionalized racism, CRT, critical race theory, which I have renamed, create racists today, CRT, evil. It's never going to come in the name of Satan. It's going to be disguised as an angel of light. Look at us trying to enlighten America to get, we're the anti-racists. The anti-racists are the racists. But all that will matter, I'm telling you, it won't be the guy. 
Oh, if I could just find the right guy. It doesn't matter. Someday I'll be happy. No. There's only one person that can make you happy. You can keep going. I, I marvel. I'm trying not to sidetrack myself because I've got to get to this verse, but I marvel, especially at women. Because I've, I've been around this my whole life now. And I try to even tell them without sounding like some perv. I've told women, I'm like, listen, I'm, you know, I'll make like Heather or my wife be around me when I say these things to them so they don't think I'm like hitting on them. I'm just saying, here's the thing. You're beautiful. What are you doing with that? What are you doing? What are you doing going to juniors in, in Grove City and scraping off the bottom of the barrel again? What are you doing? Just because you got to fill some sort of loneliness void? Why don't you try prayer and Bible study? And it's not sexy. Let's listen, life is not a country music song. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. You will not be fulfilled when the right one comes along, even if they are the right one. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that I married the right person. But she does not fill the voids in my life. We're best friends. We spend lots of time together. We have long discussions. We stay up all night talking. All the things that are on all the romantic movies. We do all those things, and it still doesn't work. Only God works. Amen. Only God works. Try it the rest. How many more years are you going to waste? Is your beauty going to be gone? I just, I marvel. I'm like, how many more times are you going to go and get the same gift wrapped in different gift wrapping paper? Which is another worthless guy. I would love to remove some of them by force from this church. But the woman's just as compliant as the guy is. I see the guy's glommed onto the girl. Uh, yeah, I'm, I got you, Pastor. I'm acting like a Christian. I'll get what I want later as long as I go to church with her. Great. Good luck going straight to hell for a guy or a girl. Most guys, by the way, will go to hell for lust. Find out that it wasn't worth it. It wasn't. Why do I know that? Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. You've heard me read. I, I use this verse frequently, these verses frequently. I memorized this verse years ago. These verses, these what is it, five verses? Years ago, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. It's all that's going to matter to you is what those books say. Nobody preaches it. It's like nobody's preaching about the mark of the beast and the precursors of the mark of the beast when you have worldwide leaders right now telling people that you're going to have to strap on a QR code to travel by yourself. And there's not an evangelical pastor in America outside of me, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, or Pastor Rodney Howard Brown saying a word. Same thing here. You just try real hard in life. That's not the Bible. I know you're struggling right now. That's not the Bible. I know you're giving it all you have, fresh starting and new beginnings. That's not the Bible. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. 
And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged. Every man according to their works. So what happens is, is that the sea, the lake of fire, pukes up the dead that's in it. What happens when an ungodly person, somebody who is not covered in the blood of Jesus, somebody that maybe backslid their way out of the covering of the blood of Jesus? Yes, I am against John Calvin. I do not believe in eternal security because it's not in here. What happens to those people? When you die unrighteously, you go straight to hell later to be judged. Later on, you'll be puked out of the lake of fire to be judged again. And nobody preaches it. Let's just have a fresh start, new beginning. Hey, you know what? This Easter, we had 474 fresh starts and new beginnings at our lukewarm church. We had a whole bunch of stats of people who were sending straight to hell, all the while telling them they're going to heaven. You ever hear these things preached? A lot of you, you came from churches like that. You came in here and you were stunned. You're like, what on earth is that? It's like Josiah discovering the book of the law buried in the temple. What is this book? Uh, it's just the Bible. A lot of people, they've sat under lukewarm, garbage, hell-bound doctrine for years. Because you know why? That church is just closer. I had people that are in this building right now that drove more than an hour to be here today. I would. I wouldn't go to some lukewarm, COVID-caving, garbage church. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Radical times call for radical measures. I had a woman meet me at the door today, drove from West Palm Beach, Florida. couple last week, big giant dude and his wife came down for, this is like their, their anniversary vacation to me. They, they centered their vacation around Foundation Church. Because I think wherever they came from was some totalitarian blue state. You know, and the sad thing is, is that the woman at the door today, she said she's been searching for a church for forever. There aren't many. You need to be thanking God. I'm not saying thank God for me. I'm just saying thank God for a church that is not caved and still open to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. You can find fault here. You can find fault. You can find fault in any church that you go to. Don't find it. It'll come to you anyway. Devil will make sure that you find that you see the faults. And sometimes the faults, by the way, are not them. It's you. And you're offended. <laughs> I told you. I've, I've, I just have to use this story again, although I've used it. You've probably heard it 40 times. But it's just like the same thing. My, you know, one of the greatest theological, geographical places in my life is River Road in 41. Made lots of decisions sitting there. Lots of time in a police car. Lots of time with accidents. All those sorts of things. Right at River Road in 41. Some of the dumbest things I've ever seen occur ever in life are at River Road in 41. <laughs> One of those was this, is I used to sit there in my police car and I'd watch people and they were too far off. Whenever, what, 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 how you turn a light from red to green is there's a scale under the road. Your car sits on it and it activates the light, it activates the computer in that silver box over there and sets it in motion. If you don't, if you're not on the scale, the light's never changing. I used to sit there. 
And the person's way off the scale and sitting there the whole time. Then they start going. <laughs> I just sat there. I could have saved them five minutes before I did. I sat there. So eventually what I would do most of the time, and yes, it was way more than once, I would drive my police car around theirs and then pull up and back up and get on the scale right in front of them. And lo and behold, the light changes and, and, and everything is right in the world. You know why? The entire time it was you. It was you and you think that it's everybody else. It was you the whole time. Listen, I struggle with things in life, but one thing I do not struggle with is accountability. I know I was the stupid one. I know that I caused the most trouble in my house. It's me, and that's why I've repented of it. Amen. I didn't go the whole time, well, you know, we're, you know, there's, you know there's troubles that happen. Yeah, because of you, non-scale guy. That was me. <laughs> What's going on around here? His lights don't work. They work, numb nuts. They work. County's wrong. The traffic's wrong. The lights broke. No, it's you. That's why nobody comes to me for counsel. I get like three people a year. Because I'm going to tell you that. If you come into me with marriage counseling and you're at fault, watch out. I'll tell you in front of your spouse, it's you. I usually put percentages on it for them. It's about 84% you, 16% your wife. And most of the time, it's the man. So, you know, sorry. Women have their issues. I don't really know what they are. That's their own deal. Men go to hell for lust. It's almost always men that desert their kids. Sorry. It's you. If everything, if you're getting endless bad responses from human beings, it's you. It would go at least, even if you're right, even if you're someone like me who offends everybody. I get lots of positives too. If all I got was negatives, I would look at myself. Get mostly positives. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This will be all that matters to people. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, which you know that you can be blotted out of, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, Revelation 3, 5. And whoever was not found written, in other words, never written or blotted out, for the Calvinists out there that are going to send me your stupid Facebook messages with no Bible verses ever, and whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. You know what? Even when people are lost and absolutely ridiculous, they blame God. You ever hear people say, I don't know why God does this. God has got nothing to do with it. That's out of Proverbs 19.3. A person's own folly, they're not on the scale, leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. The fear of the Lord gets removed. It's the first step in the removal of the word of God is to remove the fear of God found in the word of God. Then you have the status, the compliant, the religious Christians, Titus 1, 15 and 16. 
To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. Listen to this. They claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. See, what are you telling me, Tom, that I'm not right with God? They claim to know God, but by their actions. So my actions? Remember Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18? Do you remember that? Obedience is belief. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1, right? Romans 5.1 in correlation with Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18. Faith is obedience. You cannot have faith in Christ if you're not obedient. It's not works. Works is feeding the poor, which you also have to have. But I'm just telling you, obedience is different. Then you have the modern church. I have all sorts of my own little categories. Where there is no fear of the vengeance of God from backsliding. Where there is no fear of the backslide because they don't believe backsliding is possible. They've been taught that. What a brilliant, brilliant tactician the devil is. To teach somebody that none of this is possible. I mean, look look at our whole culture. I played this stuff on the podcast last night, a guy that's telling people about the climate change, and he says a billion people are displaced from climate change. Where? All these people are dying of COVID. Where? 700,000? No. Same death count as last year, same death count as the year before. They just spout out lies. Same thing here, it's no different. His Satan's ministers... Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light, right? So do his ministers. So they tell people that you cannot backslide to the place of losing your salvation. That's not in the Bible. It's nowhere to be found. So people think, well, as long as I'm coming to church, yeah, I'm sleeping with my boyfriend. But you know what? No problem because I can't really backslide. See, under the endurance of the saints or eternal security. That's not in the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible. It doesn't say that at all. The Bible talks about apostasy. It's titles, chapters in the Bible are titled the apostasy, which is the great falling away. Apostasy, the definition of apostasy is a willful rejection of Christ and his teachings by a Christian believer. And yet this is what's taught. No wonder everybody caved. You have no idea how to answer Satan with the word because Satan is preaching to you from the pulpit. You never should be there. Boy, I'm going to pick on some people at the end now. I'm going to purposely skip ahead of all of my notes to get to that part. That will keep a lot of people going, to, a lot of people out of heaven believing you cannot backslide. I used to talk to them. People don't talk to me anymore, but I used to talk to people. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Use this verse over the last three weeks. Let me use it one last time here. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. So John Calvin, Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley, the entire Baptist church, millions upon millions of people tell you that you cannot fall away, right? 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 What does the Bible say? Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Well, they were never saved to begin with. How do you depart then? Again, I, listen, if I was a rocket scientist, I'd be employed by NASA. I know this. You know what depart means? Depart. 
It means you had to have been there to depart from it. Am I right? Does this make sense? So what are they talking about? Same thing with climate change. A billion people have been displaced and people are starving to death. Where? The only people starving to death right now are 300 million from COVID lockdowns. Dead. Mostly children. And all the Christians, oh, we quarantined. Yeah, you just killed 300 million people. Congratulations. We're doing it to save lives. My life now has deep meaning because I wear a mask and save lives. I'm like a firefighter now. (laughs) You're an idiot. You're a compliant idiot. So now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Hebrews 3.12. Take heed, brethren. Brethren. I repeat, brethren. The Word of God does not call people brethren who are not saved. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come, unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Falling away. And the Calvinists will answer once again. They were never saved to begin with, and how are you falling away? There's no logic in it. Don't try to understand it. It's just like I try to tell you. Don't try to understand power perverts. Why would people want to control our lives? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you just go live your life and leave me alone, you power perv? They can't. You try to control me too much, it'll get ugly for you. But none of these verses are preached. Why? Because we go back to Luke chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who, who, who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. Word's gone. Can't lose my salvation. Why, give me your verses, please. Give me your verses. I have, I've had, about once or twice a year, I go ahead and engage in an eternal security debate with somebody. You know what they answer me with? Nothing. They have no verses. They have nothing. And I have them all. I've got about 30 of them memorized, and I send them to them. And they send back, and and the conversation always ends the same way. And I say, have you noticed that you have not answered me one time with a Bible verse? All you've answered me with is Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley, John Calvin rhetoric. It's not the Bible. False prophets. See, the word of God must be preached appropriate to all situations now. Preach the word instantly, in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, exhorting with all long-suffering and doctrine. If somebody is in backslidden condition, they are in danger of the gates of hell. They could die today, and you didn't say a word? Some of you are too nice, you wouldn't say it even if you believed it. Be like me, you're gone, it's over, say it. Ezekiel 33, 8, 9, read it last week to one of the services. When I say to the wicked, oh wicked man, you will surely die and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways? That includes the backslidden. That includes your son or your daughter that you want to call saved that you know in your heart isn't. 
But if I say something, it could ruin our relationship. Ruin it! He he who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. Proverbs 28, 23. Flatter him. When God says, oh, wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. You may be thinking, Tom, you're mean. Tom, you're shouting. It doesn't matter. That's what the word says. It's what the word says. I love you enough to tell you. You don't keep your mouth shut. You speak out to dissuade him from his ways. Now, for the word of God's quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's what you do now. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Instantly dissuade him from his ways. But if you do warn, warn the wicked man to turn from his ways and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. Oh, this is grace, 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 grace. No, it's obedience. Yes, we're saved by grace. But we are saved by, we're saved by grace through what? Through faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, right? So we're saved by grace through faith, and faith is obedience. So I'll close with ripping more on preachers and the people who listen to them. First, let me lube the tubes. James chapter 3, verse 1. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Everybody, I know, I know I don't mean literally everybody, but lots and lots of people, they want the microphone. Can we tell you how you get the microphone? How do you get the microphone? Never desire it. And don't never desire it to get it. Just put it out of your mind. Don't try to get out in front of people. Tom, you've had the opportunity to preach. How many people, Aaron, do you think we're at the health and safety conference thing? Thousands. Still thousands, right? Yeah, thousands of people there. I'm up there. I'm like, here's Tom, Inglewood, Florida, Lemon Bay High School graduate. Pusher of a police car for 25 years. I'm standing in front of thousands of people. How in the world did that happen? Not going after it. I made a video in the parking lot of the church. A 30-minute video defending Rodney Howard Brown, who I never met in my life, never stepped one foot in his church, never watched one of his sermons. Just couldn't stand that he'd been arrested. That's all he did. It's 40 people watching. Yeah, then it became 30,000. You know why? Preach the word. That's what you do. Whatever your opportunities are, you preach the word. Don't you ever worry about numbers. If God has called you to reach five and you reach five, you have the equal reward in heaven as one who reached five million. You do what God has called you to do. Period. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So there's the preachers, and I've ripped them enough today. Would you agree? They've used names, everything, right? It's not just preachers. The crack dealer's got to have clients. 
Some of you caught that. <laughs> crack dealers got to have clients so they won't be a crack dealer for very long. Any cops in here? There we go. Drug dealer ain't going to be in business without clients. I'm open for sale. Nobody's coming. Oh, well, you're not a dealer then. You're just in possession. <laughs> Far less of a penalty. But a crack dealer has to have clients. And many are lining up to hear it. Most are. Oh, you know, we just love everybody so much. Just love everybody so much. Look at, look at us. You know, we got our mass section. We got our vaccinated section, our unvaccinated section. Oh, we're just praying for those that are vaccinated that they will see the plan of God to stick that mRNA vaccine in their veins. Oh, God, we're praying. Look at our love. Look at our love. Closed for 10 months. Oh, look at us. Plenty of people lining up for that. Most are. Most. M-O-S-T. Most are. Lining up for it. That's why it says in Matthew 24, 12, that love of most will go cold. That's why it says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 18, that it is hard for the righteous to be saved. Yeah. Righteous? If the Bible calls you righteous, then that means you're saved. The Bible doesn't call the unrighteous righteous. And it says here, it's tough for the righteous, it's tough for the saved to be saved. Oh, what is that time? Enduring until the end. When they come to you and they say, here's, you know, here's a QR code. Now, listen, we've changed it up a little bit. We're pulling it off the phone. And what we want you to do, it's not a big deal, not a big deal. It's called quantum dot tattoo technology developed by the Pentagon and Bill Gates. But here's the thing. We want that. Just don't worry. You're not going to put it on your phone. By the way, that's all facts. Pull it up. They'll brag about it. This isn't conspiracy theory. They'll brag about it. We don't, we've changed it. We don't want you to put it on your phone because you know what? Sometimes people leave their daggum phones at home. So, you know, we want you to be able to buy, sell, or trade, or travel anywhere in the world, and all you got to do is just put this QR code on your forehead or on your right hand, just swipe that thing on all of our machines. And pastors don't preach about this. When you have vaccine passports, Excelsior passes, green passes, QR codes, European Union strapping on QR codes right now by the country. You want to live anywhere in the European Union, you ought to be moving to Poland. That's all that's left. Well, oh, that's where Pastor Pulaski came from. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Many. Notice all, notice all the verbiage. It's hard for the righteous to be saved. There we go. Still good? Good. Many. Most. Many. Over and over again. Over and over again. Crack dealers have to have clients. The Bible says there's many that will line up. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it, Matthew 7, 13, and 14. Next verse is what? Be aware of false prophets. So you got every, narrow is the way. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. What do you have here? Enter ye in at the straight gate, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Next verse, beware of false prophets that will tell you that the gate is wide. That the way is wide. The gate is that the way is very wide and everybody can come in. Look at the modern Catholic church. It doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or not, you're going to heaven. Used to be at least they were theologically completely wrong only in their Catholicism. (laughs) Now they're thoroughly and completely wrong in everything. 
Won't be long till they give up the ghost on abortion, by the way. Watch. Watch. Many will come. Verse we've used three weeks in a row. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. So are you ready for me to pick on other people besides preachers? Here we go. Who lines up for the fables? It's not the preachers. I was watching Pastor Rodney between services. Got like 2,000 people watching him live. I mean, not, I mean, in person and hundreds and hundreds of thousands watching him live. Right? There's lots of people there. Those are the people lining up to hear him preach, which is a correct preacher to be paying attention to. But there's also thousands upon thousands. You got Facebook shadow banning him every minute. All the other ones from the churches I've already named that aren't even closed, that aren't even open, they're Zoom servicing today still. There's thousands of people lining up. Who comes for the fables? And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Who lines up for the fables? Who lines up for the false doctrines? Innocent lambs. Innocent lambs led to the slaughter. Is that true? Is that what the Bible says? It's all the pastor's fault? Yeah, they're going to be judged more strictly, right? But are the innocent lambs led to slaughter? Are they? Well, let's look. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 4 says this. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. It's like going to somebody, just tell me what I want to hear. Aaron, am I as thin as I need to be? (laughs) You know, there's a reason why I don't go to a doctor and say, what is my perfect weight? I don't want to know. (laughs) A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. They purposely go there. The ones that are lining up for the fables and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Who are the ones heaping themselves together? Teachers. The congregants, not the pastors. The pastors have to have somebody to deal their crack to. There has to be clients. And a wicked person goes to somebody they know is lying to them. So that they feel good about themselves. Oh, I am saved. Yeah, but I know I'm not. But I feel saved. That'll work at the great white throne judgment. Good luck with that. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. When Jesus is judging, when Jesus sends the angels to pluck people and throw them into the lake of fire, don't worry. You know, it'll really be, it'll really be a comfort to you that the ark church pastor told you you're saved when you're not. Quiet in here. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. Don't go to people who tell you what you want to hear. You're wicked if you do it. You're not soft-hearted and kind-hearted. Wicked. Go to people who tell you the truth. Why would you want someone to lie to you? Listen to the second part of the verse. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. All these people going to listen to Fool's Gold today at their local Ark Caving Church, they're liars paying attention to a destructive tongue. Their fresh starts and their new beginnings. How about conversions and repentance? 
He that winneth souls is wise. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. These are the people heaping themselves together, teachers, with itching ears. I'll head towards the end with this. It has to be fixed. And I'll make this clear to everybody that I ripped today. I still want you back. You may think that the way that I preach is not Christ-like. You've never read Jesus. Who's called the religious leaders, leaders of the day, the very Sanhedrin, and called them twice as much a son of hell as the people that you win in whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. You think I'm bad? He called one of his chief disciples Satan himself. I still want you back. Repent. That's all that I'm saying. You don't need to repent to me. I'm nothing. I'm as dust that will disappear. But the almighty God is not, and he demands your repentance. If you're wondering why I'm staring out, and I'm staring at the camera. You guys have already got enough. Jared's probably eating more saliva from flying out of my mouth than he ever would have. <laughs> just screamed at enough. If I knew your name, I'd give you credit for eating the saliva too. I'll get to know you after service. This has to be fixed. How does it get fixed? 2 Kings 22, 10 through 13. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, Josiah. Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. What is this book? Can you imagine this? This is in the nation of Israel, the nation of Judah. They have no idea what it is. Where was the book at? Where was the book at? It was in the temple. And I picture in my mind buried underneath a bunch of stuff. Is they had to find it. It wasn't in a predominant spot. They had to find it. And you have Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And by the way, this is Shaphan the scribe. This far beneath the priest. And he doesn't know what the book is. I'm talking about the daggum Torah. No idea. Oh, that could never happen. Bull, loney. That's exactly where we are now. If you, if I'm telling you, most Christians have no idea what is in the Bible. None. They worship a God of their own design. They would never worship the God of the Bible. Amen. The songs that we sang this morning, they would sing those same songs, but it's to the God that they've created in their mind, not the one that's in the Word. That's where the nation of Israel was. They had no idea. What happens when the virus comes? Speak the Word. They don't know. They have no idea. QR codes. You can't buy, sell, or trade, or travel. It's not even registering. Because they don't know Revelation 13, 16 through 18. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, verse 18. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. They don't even know to calculate. And that's wisdom. The fear of the Lord's been gone, and that's the beginning of wisdom. So here we have a nation founded on the word of God, having no idea what the word of God is. Hmm. Sounds familiar. 
This nation was founded on the Bible. Oh, there was this, you know, we had slavery. We had, okay, I get it. No, they weren't perfect. But it was still founded on the word of God. Better than any other place on earth. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the, now it's named. You need to see the delineation. First, in, in, in verse 10, they give, has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Knowing, I have no idea what it is. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law. Here comes the Torah. That he tore his clothes. He recognized it. Pastors watching. Pastors, that's what you've got to do. There's no just reopening your churches. Symbolically tear your clothes. Do a Facebook live and say, I never should have caved. I'm sorry for what I've done. That's what you need to do. There's no other way around it. The Holy Spirit's not coming back to your church until you do it. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahakim the son of Shaphan, Abkor the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the the scribe, as as the ayah, a servant of the king, saying, go, inquire of the Lord for me. For the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning, not some, all. Now, what was Josiah called? What was he called? He was called the greatest of all kings. That's better than David, better than Asa, better than Hezekiah. The greatest of all kings, why? Because he said, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning. What did Josiah do? He went and took it all down. He took it all down. He he dug up graves that weren't proper. <laughs> he tore it all down. Hezekiah didn't do it. I love Hezekiah. He wouldn't do it. You can almost look for even all the greatest kings, but they left the high places. They did this. They did that. They cleaned up this. They cleaned up that. But you know what? They didn't take down all the high places. Josiah did. And symbolically speaking, that's what we're supposed to do. Symbolically and literally, depending on where it is, I'm talking about spiritual things. Finishing with this, Isaiah 55, 6 through 9, closing out. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So we have this great covenant. And in this great covenant, he can be found. Worship team, make your way. While we have this great covenant, which we have until Jesus returns, seek him while he can be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now listen to this. This is why I say to you, you can't just reopen. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will, listen to this, he will abundantly pardon 
I'm not even saying that people will go to hell for locking their churches down. I'm just sending, telling you you're going to cause people to. And it wasn't righteous. And you turned your back on the word of God. And that can be in any area of your life, whether it's COVID related or not. In any area of your life, if you turned your back on the word of God, well, you know what? He will abundantly pardon right upon your repentance. Take you right back. And I want everybody back. I want them all back. People who have bad-mouthed me in this community coming from my own church, I still want them back. We don't even have to discuss it. Just get it right with God. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 to finish. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We just need to turn to God. And that's it. Amen? Don't let this be removed. Those of you who are struggling, this is missing. Go back. Find the book of the law that's buried in your temple and renew your mind. Amen? Stand with me this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.